how about that? What a way to start the podcast. And with that said, welcome back again to an episode of the Offcuts podcast. Now, today's episode is a very, very special one indeed. We, as we heard just as the, with the intro music, we have a musician with us today, a very damn good musician, I will say. I'm sorry, gang. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> for all the listeners. No, no, no. It's, this is what the pod's about. We love the unsung heroes because you, my friend, well, we'll introduce you in a minute, are a part of several bands. And so we see how like sometimes, the, you know, it's always the front man that gets all the fame, but mate, the front man is nothing without his band behind him or her band behind her. Now, I want to get stuck into it. Today, well, I guess just to give a bit of a background, I've just met this amazing man only a couple of days ago. That's me. Yeah, that, that's you. I wouldn't, but, say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an amazing man, but I, I am a man. I, I would say he's an amazing man. I am a male identifying person. I'm just walking past the studio and I looked and I thought, that is an amazing man right oh, there. Oh, absolutely. All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Off he goes. But yeah, I only just met uh, met you a couple of days ago, uh, crashing at a mate's house in in Newcastle, well, Caleb from last episode. I'm back, it's me. He's back again for another special appearance. Yes, he's back. Back again. Back again. Caleb's, Caleb's back. back. Tell your friends. All your friends. Let them know. Let them know. Let them listen to the podcast as well. You know why you're there. Absolutely. But you know what? This isn't Caleb's episode. No. It is, you know, you've had your moment in the sun. We're now handed over to to our uh, muso of, of, of the man of the hour, our friend Mitchell Cordenley. Thank you so much for joining us today on the pod well thank you for having me this is this is very fun i've never done a podcast before so this is like cool F- first time for everything man. first time first time caller i remember my first time, time. <laughs> it, was, it was yesterday it was yesterday yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well funny story because like i said i met you just yesterday well a couple of days ago on yeah because we're recording this on a sunday and i met you thursday night. thursday night yeah, yeah. you just come back from work mm. Which is what you do, by the way. So I, I, I'm mostly a guitar tutor. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I do the most through the week is I teach people of all, all ages how to play the guitar. And I teach some ukulele as well and some bass and some songwriting and, um, and stuff like that. Um, and then on the weekends, I also gig as, a, as, as part of a couple of bands. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's enough to keep me busy. A couple of bands. What are the names of these bands? All right, so the main ones at the moment are... Um, the main one I'm playing with is my covers band. That's the one I get the most gigs from. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're called Argus. Arg- a- nice. A-R-G-U-S. Argus. Um, so it's me with three of my best friends. And we all met each other through uni, like playing each other's recitals. And I went to the conservatorium at Newcastle. And recitals are like live performances that you do um, as part of like the assessments. So we all would we would always play each other's like, you know, performance assessments. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then eventually got into the covers thing. And now we're gigging pretty much Every weekend, I yeah. would say. Um, so it's Argus. That's the main one. I'm also part of. Um, I'm also part of the band for Berlin. Berlin is a wonderful indie musician. Oh yeah. She's now residing in Sydney. She's really cool. I've known her for many years. We do like the indie rock thing, um, which is always fun. She's a great songwriter. She's you know she likes to take all of her influences and like you know wear them on her sleeve, but also show through like her unique style. Like she has a really unique way of writing lyrics and melodies that like I think makes her stand out mm-hmm. from everyone. Um, I said standouts probably the wrong choice of words, but like it just shows her unique qualities. Awesome, man. Yeah, so those are the main ones. And then I've started working. I, I do fill in stuff where I can. I'm just started working with someone called Lauren Ryan, who is a wonderful country musician um, who won Star Maker this year, the, the big Tamworth 
um, country music competition. Okay. Yeah, um, they're the main ones. Did you play there? No, I didn't. So I only just started working with her very recently to record this podcast. Yeah, but like she she did that all around and then she's gotten us through like, you know, some some mutual friends and then Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very fortunate (laughs) with like the bands I'm in at the moment. That's amazing. Mm. Now, here we are now because of, of a story. It's, it's all got to start somewhere. Now, t- tell us, where, where did your passion for, for music start? Young. I was, I was very young. I was like, I started like performing like music, I guess when I was in primary school, like maybe year two, year three, because I was originally a singer. Because I would be in the, the school choirs and all that kind of stuff. And I actually did it with a couple of choirs with Caleb. <laughs> True. And, uh, and Abermania, in fact. We, we did, did. <laughs> did Abermania. <laughs> I, uh, I, I got a one-line solo at Abermania. Oh, you got a solo at they, they held the mic in front of all the kids. Oh, true. Yep. True. I think they skipped past me after the first word. Yeah. <laughs> For context, Abermania was a, an Abba tribute show at our local town <laughs> in Newcastle. <laughs> and our school choir came and sung Fernando, was it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Can we hear a bit of that now, Mitchell? No. Absolutely not. I don't want to get this, you know, podcast copy. Yeah, I can't hear the drums. I don't know how it works in the podcast space, but, you know, I Uh, I want to keep my boy Wilson safe. Oh, cheers, mate. I appreciate it. Mm. So from a young age, so you did it in high school through when you were younger. Yeah. And you you did briefly mention just a moment ago that you studied it at uni. Yeah, so I did, um, so I went to the Performing Arts High School in Newcastle, HSPA. I started there with drama and then I picked up guitar because my sister was learning guitar mm-hmm. and I was like, well, this is, this seems fun. I played guitar here before. I'm like, surely it'd be the same. Yeah. Um, so I started doing lessons with, um, with their teacher, Bob, uh, with him for a while. And like, he really helped foster like my, like my passion for music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after I finished my HSC, I was like, well, kind of like doing the music thing. I'm going to go to, um, to do a music degree at the, um, at UON. So the, the Newcastle Conservatorium. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it was fun. You know, it was fun. You know, it is um, it, it it provided a lot of challenges, which was good, and, and I think overall made me a better musician. Yeah. And it um provided me with a lot of connections. That's why mm-hmm. I'm able to make money doing music because that's I awesome. Man. Yeah. No, at university and at school, mm. you you think you know, like obviously when you go to do assessments and all like the work and homework, it's all you know, like your, your maths problems. You've got you know essays to write. What what would it be? What was it like studying? What was the work you had to put in to to get the degree? Well, my degree was, it was a contemporary degree. Mm-hmm. So I know there are like other degree, like music degrees where it's very classical based and you're yep. learning like a lot about kind of the styles of classical music and, you know, there were, you know other universities in Sydney where it's like a very much a jazz focus. My one was like, um, it ended up being a lot of like a big melting pot of different things. So, you know, there's a lot of performance assessments. So I'd have to prepare like three or four songs every semester to perform. And like I had to, I had to make my hard songs. I couldn't just yeah. go and play like Smoke on the Water and then, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> reap in the marks. Yeah, I had like my performance assessments. I had to do like, because I was a guitarist, I had to go and do technical exams. So mm-hmm. they'd say, oh yeah, go and play like a an A flat Dorian. I have to go and like play. Oh, yeah, turn up. I have to go and like play like an A, a flat Dorian. Wow. then like they'd be like oh cool tick or they give me like a piece of music to sight read or mm-hmm. a chord progression to like jam to mm-hmm. and then i just i did like a bunch of like like different themed say themed different kind of base courses like i did some like sound engineering ones and i had yeah. to kind of do some recording and it's like some performance based ones where i'd have to like 
learn a song a week with an ensemble and play it. And I did a film composition class, which was really fun. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. So like, well, did they give you like a scene and you had to like Legit. write Legit. something that would suit the moment? Yeah. So for, what was it? For, um, they gave us like a short film. Like one of the, they, there was three assessments for this yeah. particular course. The first one was I had to go and analyze how music and sound effects, or you know, we also call sound effects folly, how music yeah. and folly was used in a particular bit of like film media. And so I had to do a presentation on that. And then the next thing was they gave us a short film and mm-hmm. then we had to completely put in sound effects and music. Um, each semester there'd be different kind of things. And for the end of my degree, I had to do a, what I had to do? I had to do like a final project. And like, so I made, like, I made a band and I advertised it and I wrote music for it and then I did a gig and, then once the batch was done, I did my honors degree and that was during COVID. So yeah, <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, I got that done as well. And then after that, I, you know, I've just been kind of gigging and teaching ever since. That's awesome, man. Mm. So how long have you been doing that for, the, the gigging and teaching? I've been teaching for about five years and it's been, it's fun. It's been fun. Like, you know, I teach at a, at a, like a music school in, our, like, in my local town and I teach privately as well. And I've been gigging since I think my first ever gig, I was about 17. So that would have been about nine years. No, how old am I? Would have been about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. It was like during like year twelve that I started gigging, and then I've been gigging ever since. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Caleb, I don't want to keep. Uh, <laughs> yes, don't you just sit here <laughs> yeah. and I listen, Sorry, man? No, I'm, 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 I'm here as a fan. I'm loving. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious, man. I I want to give you the floor as well. Like, oh no, you guys live together. You guys roommates. But is there something about? About Mitch here that you, you'd have a question about, like something you don't know or something you really want to know. More I, I, have, I have so many questions for this talented musician. I, I got two questions buzzing on my mind right now. Yeah. What, what makes like a good gig for you and what's a bad gig? Okay, so a good gig as like a performer um, turns on the venue. If it's like a venue that we enjoy playing at, like it's a nice space, like they have a nice sound system or like it's a nice acoustic space because sometimes you can go and like play at a pub where they you can tell they didn't really accommodate for like a live performance space they're like oh yeah we're just gonna chuck you in the corner and it's gonna sound crap but yeah sometimes the venue like getting to the venue like if it's a venue that's hard to get to like there's no parking it's usually dump the gear and then park 20 minutes away and then walk over it's mostly like how the audience are interacting with us if like the audience are like you're really kind of nice and they're getting into it and they're dancing they're really engaging with the music that like reflects back to us um, and the energy, like there's a, like a, a feedback loop of energy with us, the performers and then the audience. So if we're having like a really pumping audience, we are pumping up on stage. And if we get some audience members who decide to kind of be a bit difficult mm-hmm. or a bit say selfish or like attention seeking, then it, it obviously bums us out a little bit and like it kind of throws us off our game. So yeah. um, a bad gig would be like, say, someone coming up and trying to steal the microphone from the singer. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, which happens a great deal and like <laughs> joking yeah like I and i'm so sorry for that <laughs> <laughs> i promise one of these days i'll stop but that microphone it calls to me yeah i understand, I understand didn't you give it. him a taste one time and you just haven't stopped since haven't you <laughs> I'm, I'm fanging for it yeah like he jumped up on a gig and then ever ever since then i said i'm sorry i'm not, you're not <laughs> i will keep not it sorry. up <laughs> <laughs> because we, we have these chats like when i get home i'm like kaylee we can't keep stealing the microphone and then and then you go... I, I get on hands and knees and I kiss your feet and I say I never will again, but the whole time my fingers are crossed. Yeah, here's the thing. I didn't know your fingers are crossed, so I believed it every, every single time. time. Yeah. Every time. Every single time. Fool oh, me I'm once. Toxic. Shame on you. Fool me twice. 
Can't put the blame on you. <laughs> Fool me three times, stuff the peace sign. Let the chopper let it rain on you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'll talk. <laughs> you know what? You know, I'll let it slide. Just don't do it again. <laughs> nope. Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> but, yeah. Luckily, like, you know, that mostly happens at like the covers gigs. Yeah. And our singer, Megan, Megan Galloway. Um, amazing. She's also um, just she's an amazing vocalist, like one of the best, most powerful vocalists in Newcastle, and if not, wow. you know, New South Wales. Like, I'm biased. Mm-hmm. She's also my best friend. But like, hey, you got to do your thing. I got to She is not my best friend. She's amazing, very good. Unbiased, unbiased. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and she she's very good with dealing with difficult audience members, and it happens, you know, most yeah. of every gig. But yeah, like I think that's what would determine. Like, it's mostly the audience that determines whether a gig is good or bad, because the, the audience directly affects how we're feeling, mm-hmm. and then how we're feeling reflects how the audience is feeling. True, but it's true. also like you know, we also. Got to make sure that if we're feeling a bit tired, then that's that's on us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's you know it's a bit of multiple factors coming in. And it's different for different venues and for different days and different kind of set times and that. Mm-hmm. What would be like the worst kind of like what's it called stage invader or like heckler that you've come across? Now that now that now that we brought that up, I, I, I did a um a gig. Um, I won't name the pub. But I did a gig. Good, good, good man, a, good man. <laughs> and like a, it was a, it was like a semi-rural area. Um, so it was like maybe like an hour drive away. Um, there was one member in the audience and they, um, <laughs> there was one member in the audience and they were a heckler. I say there was one member, there was like, you know, like some people that we knew there, like the, like the singers, um, mum was there and my partner Laura was there. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Laura. Shout out to Laura. Shout out to Laura. Shout out to Laura. Love you. Uh, and so there was them, and then the only public, non-duo affiliated person was this guy, and he essentially was heckling us from like the the minute we started, like the second or third set, because he was like, "I don't care if it's not in the set list, just play Guns and Roses." I'm <laughs> 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 like, oh, this. Dickhead, <laughs> um, and he just wouldn't shut up. And then eventually, like the bar staff, like kicked him out. Good, um, good guy. Yeah, because he was like getting angry. And then they're like, I think they're on first name basis with him. Like, I, I can't remember his name, but he's like, oh, Gary, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> he's like, oh, fine. And then he leaves. And then, then it became a paid practice. <laughs> <laughs> and then you played exclusively Guns N' Roses. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, that's his. <laughs> he missed out. Yeah. Oh. Um, there was one where like a guy tried to get up like while playing like a, a band set. And then after we finished the song, like, you know, we heard him say, I was just trying to be spontaneous. <laughs> like this dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you get like some dickheads, but mm. you find that like the dickheads are like the, the smaller the audience, the bigger the dickhead. Because True. it's like they, they can't be masked out, like masked out by like other nice people who like, I just let them enjoy the music. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, that's crack up, right? Mm. Don't, don't want to like, name and shame and say like, oh, they're better than other, anyone else. But like, who like, would you say that Berlin is like your favorite, I guess, artist, but also like band or people that you play with? I guess like, I, well, I've, I've been playing as part of Berlin for like quite a long time. Of all of the acts that I'm a part of at the moment, like I've been a part of Berlin for quite some time. Like originally I was on bass. Um, and then I moved over to guitar and like, I've, I've been doing gigs with like duo stuff with the singer. So like for a while too, Zabellan always has like a special place in my heart. Cause it was the first kind of indie band that I was part of yeah. um, that we got multiple gigs at and like, but also like that's a different kind of vibe. Cause you know, like playing this original music, but also kind of like playing 
you know, like the the poppy stuff with <laughs> like you know with my friends where there's like you know we're playing to like a big packed out pub and everyone's dancing or all in fun and also like playing my own original stuff where yeah. it might not be as fully busy but it's more artistically satisfying. Oh, I see. yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, mate, mm-hmm. what is I guess the genre? I guess of your your original pieces that you you compose. I, I, I guess I call it jazz fusion. Oh yeah, which is like super. Is <laughs> it's like a broad description, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like more of like the the rocky side of of jazz. Mm-hmm. So the stuff I tend to write, you know, has kind of more riffy stuff and very guitar-y things. Yeah, yeah, a bit of blues stuff, but also like you know, adding in some like harmonies and some like chord changes that I think kind of are a bit ear catching or riffs that are in like weird time signatures and yeah. Like just just for the the listeners back home, like could you if you don't mind give us a little demonstration of like jazz fusion, like so we can get a a good idea of this is why I'm here. of this uh, very niche genre. Yeah, well, what is? I'm trying to think about one of my songs. Um, We're about to hear an original. Um, yeah. Alrighty. Oh, didn't mean to hit that one. <laughs> I mean, like one of the things I do is like one of the songs goes like. That sounds bad. I need to practice. No, that <laughs> yeah. no this sounds awesome nah. though, man. Oh. I put you on the spot, man. It's on me. This is the process of me relearning my music. <laughs> um, I like stuff where there's you know, like these things where you kind of get some of these out chords, like and like modulations and that. Um, in like these kind of listening to an artist at work doesn't mean trying to remember how my music goes. <laughs> mate, that's what a jam session is, mate. Yeah, that's true. It's practice, mm. but dude, that that is that's beautiful, man. Like, actually, you know what that reminds me of? Mm. I'm sure, you, sure you know this guy. I, I, hopefully, many people know this artist because he's, in my opinion, very underrated. Mac Ares. I don't. You don't. I don't. He, that, that. I'm a fraud. <laughs> no, 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 not many people know. Mm. Mac Ares, kind of a really similar vibe to that. I think that he might be jazz fusion. Okay. I don't know where. I he's was getting Leon Bridges. Ah, he's cool. What 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 are like your inspirations? What are what's like the reference points? I guess my biggest inspiration is a guy called Mark Letiri. He's a jazz fusion guitarist from the states. Like his main thing is that he's part of a band called Snarky Puppy, and they're oh, yeah. a big like jazz fusion band. They're the ones that win all the Grammys um, for jazz fusion and jazz performance, like whenever the Grammys come come by. But he also does his own original stuff, mm. and his original stuff is kind of it, it ticks all the boxes and kind of has just around right amount of everything of like what I like to write and what I like to consume. Mm. He's like okay, he's just blues enough, and he's just jazzy enough, he's just rocky enough, and he has like just enough like softness and like I like you know, his vocab of like of um of harmony and his vocab of melody. Can I ask a question as a fan? Yeah. So when I think songwriting, yeah. I always think lyrics, right? Like telling a story through words. Mm-hmm. When you're writing your originals, you don't write lyrics, right? This is all yeah, I do instrumental. Not write lyrics. Um so what is like the songwriting process for that? It usually starts with some sort of musical idea or like a con like or like maybe even like a topical concept like say i wrote a song called 
There's one that you inspired me to write. Um, it's Ooh. called Does a 22 Hit? Because um, I was talking about how I wanted to start writing music where the names of the songs are based off just things I say. And Caleb suggested that because, like, we play D&D and 22 is, like, how likely it is out of 20 for you to hit someone, roughly. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, saying like that, it's kind of a dick thing. It's like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is really big attack. Like, hit you, you puny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm like, okay, or I want to write a song called Does a 22 Hit. I'm like, well, what, how can I use that? And I'm like, I want to write, I want to have a bar of 22, 16, which for music oh, theory sakes, because you usually have like time signatures, like four, four means there are four like crotchet beats mm-hmm. in a, um, in a, in a bar or say six, eight means there's like six quaver beats. Mm-hmm. Um, in 22, 16 means there are 22 semi quaver beats. So it's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, one, two, three, four, 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 one, two. And then, Oh wow! Totally yeah. throws you off a bit there. It throws because I was like, oh, I wanted, I'm gonna make it difficult. So I, like, I, I ended up writing a riff that had, or say, like writing like a variation of a riff that had that in there. Let's see if I can play it. Yeah, another demonstration. <laughs> of like a Yo. bit it's a bit it's a bit much but i wanted it to be a bit Dude, much. That, that's that's funky amazing. i love that amazing he sent it to me when i was driving home and i had the stank face on like the whole drive home mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's like sometimes like having like a musical idea or like being oh, okay i want to create a song that kind of sounds like this or um when i was doing my honors degree my whole the point of my well, my thesis was i'm going to look at mark letiri's songs i'm going to look at how he writes music and i'm going to see like what are the common like musical elements and techniques that come up like okay like what what is he doing melodically what's he doing like with a harmony what's he doing like rhythmically and what are some like, guitar techniques in there um and so then i would kind of go okay oh he does like this thing where he'll like like play like a note and then he'll like slide up to the next note maybe a tone up or two frets up and then he'll like push the whammy bar down at the same time so you get this sound so then maybe like okay i got to write song goes like oh like oh yeah he does like these big riffs that have this big like (laughs) that are like e minor e e dorian e kind of stuff and i'm like okay i gotta include that and that 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 also like was a, a big thing with like that particular era of my writing and then at the moment, it's just like, okay, whatever idea comes to mind, I want to pursue it until I get are, something. Are you like seeking ideas or does it hit you? Ta- ta- take he, us into your mind. Like, are you visualizing like a scene in a movie or is it a feeling in your hands or like what, what's going on? It usually starts when I'm like, I might have like a melodic idea or harm, harmony idea in my head. And then I'll be like, okay, I've got to figure this out my instrument. And then I'll sit down and I'll try and like figure out. Like I'll play around like maybe a shape based thing or like a mel- like a harmony based thing, um, or I'll copy like I'll be like oh I really like that that time where someone went like or went to like a particular oh and like 
particular mm. like a particular song that has like a particular like change in harmony or a particular borrowed chord. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna um what was what was that one? That one was in the key of like C minor, which means E flat. So it's like going instead of doing like a minor um for like the second note of an E flat major, you instead make it a major, like swapping like a minor a, a chord that's normally like a minor chord in key, swapping it for a major, or doing the opposite to give it like a cool kind of outside sound. Sometimes be like, oh, I like that. I want to steal that <laughs> and put it in a different key. Sample it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I mean, like, you know, what's the thing? Like, you know, the best artists, like good artists, like create and better artists steal or something. <laughs> um, yeah. But obviously I try to be like, if something sounds too much like another song, I'm like, well, if if in my head I can, I, I'm playing a song and I'm writing a song and I'm like, this is too much like this other song, then I'll have to like completely change it. So I'll have to put in a different key or change the vibe or change the riff just so I'm like because if I start thinking about it like oh it's like this song but different then I'll start using all the ideas from that one song and mm. then it's like well then it's just derivative it's yeah. just not enjoying it's not it probably wouldn't be very engaging for me because then I'm just doing a copy of something and if it's not engaging for me it's not going to be engaging for anyone else mm. yeah we don't want to take up too much of your time I've I've got a few questions to, to ask to finish off yeah you've got a new Caleb too we'll happily do I'll let you uh, I have start off. you know what as long as this man is still living here, every night I'll, I'll run my own little interview session. Excellent. And I will get that microphone one day. The hell you will. <laughs> <laughs> but there are other microphones for me to steal right now. So I'm going to have to... Mm. Don't, don't take this one with you, man. Oh, I, should, I should just get you like your own microphone. Please. Like one of those like plastic ones. I feel like got, a dog like toy. inside so it yeah. has resonance. Yeah. <laughs> but for now... I must go. You must go. <laughs> yeah, C- Caleb's got to head off. Mm, uh, well, I'm actually going to uh, like we'll finish up here in a tick, but two questions for you. Of course. First one, mm-hmm. wh- what's the dream? Where do you see yourself in the long run? I mean, I, as I said before, like ideally like kind of what I'm doing now, but on, on a larger scale, so like you know, having a bigger audience and playing kind of bigger venues and that, and also like, you know, expanding my teaching. To, yeah, and like also kind of working with new people and <laughs> maybe going and touring a bit more as well and kind of expanding where I am to kind of be a bit broader. Awesome. Is there like, I mean, if the bands you play now, you hope that one day you'd make it big or is there like another, I guess, artist you hope to, you know, play and uh, support? I mean, like, I guess every band hopes to make it big. Yeah. Um, And so I obviously hope and will work to help see if that can be done. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, like a lot of the people I work with, they're like, they're such wonderful musicians, such wonderful people. So, like, I, I want them to succeed. And I may be biased because I'm part of some of these bands. Yeah. But, like, being like, oh, this like this person deserves it. And if they take me for the ride, then great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be that'd be great. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be obviously, like, going and playing bigger venues and meeting kind of, you know, like, kind of more popular musicians and, like, getting to, exp- you, know, you know, play more. Mm-hmm. and bigger would be cool that would be oh yeah absolutely man it's, so it's, it's hard because you know, it's <laughs> like it's the music industry yeah, like, oh yeah absolutely yeah, it's yeah like it's not everyone can make it but it's mm-hmm. like i believe in the music that i play mm-hmm. um and like currently the music that i'm doing with you know other people like one of the big things is i believe in the music i think the music like it, it's authentic mm-hmm. and it's fun and that's all you really need you know because if, if you find it like that way some audience members will do the same, hopefully a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mate, I'm spewing I didn't catch you at one of your gigs uh, this weekend. <sighs> That'll be another time. 
Oh, pl- plenty more to come. You're just, you're just getting started, mate. But I guess one last question. Mm. I think you probably saw this one coming. Yeah. Well, kind of two in one. Yep. And it may be the same okay. from the same artist, but favourite artist, mm-hmm. which you've kind of mentioned, but like if there's anyone else, favourite artist and favourite song. <sighs> favourite artist is Letiri. Letiri. I mean, like, I, I got to go Letiri. I think for my for me, like, because my favourite song kind of changes, mm-hmm. like, depending about what kind of mood of music I'm into. Like, say, last year I did, like, a big listen of, like, a lot of jazz fusion stuff. And, like, you know, my top artist was um, was a, a guy, a guitarist called Shub Saran, yeah. who does, like, kind of cool. He's got a really kind of interesting style of playing. And then, like, other years, like, it's been, like, like you know, like, Royal Blood one year. Mm. Like, you know, like, more, like, alt-rocky stuff. Yeah. But I guess, like, I always come back to, like, well, Mark's my favorite artist. What's my favorite Mark song? And he has this song called Slug Bug, mm-hmm. which is, like, the first one that I, like, heard him ever play. And um, it's one that I, I always like to do at gigs. And I did at uni as well, and it's yeah. really fun because it's, like, this really fat... Stank Fakes was on full blast right there. Like, yo, this man is cooking. Yeah, that one's cool. Um, That's amazing, bro. That one's the one I always kind of like. It's like, for me, it takes all the box. Like, it's, it's really rocky. It's 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 heavy. But it's also got these kind of cool, like, introspective, like, I say introspective, like, kind of more complex kind of melodic harmonic sections as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's the one I always kind of like to go back to. Yeah. It's been... An absolute pleasure to have you on on the show today, Mitch. It's, it's been a pleasure to be on it. Dude, as I wouldn't say a fellow guitarist, I'm more of a, a, a campfire guitarist. Yeah, everyone, everyone's a guitarist. Every, like you said, everyone's an artist one way everyone's or another. Everyone's an artist, yeah. Some better than others. <laughs> but, um, I guess it's not really a better thing. It's about like who can say their truth and who can, mm. who can put across their ideas. True. In the way that suits them best. Absolutely. Mm. Last question yes. would be, where can people find you? Oh, um, well, you can look me up on Instagram at Gatboy. So it's C-O-R-D-U-E-G-A-T-B-O-Y, Gatboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I kind of put across most of my, my original stuff. But you can also check out Argus, A-R-G-U-S, Argus. Mm-hmm. I think it's at Argus, the band. But you can check out Argus. You can check out Berlin, which is um, B-E-R-L-Y-N mm-hmm. on, on the uh on the socials and all that, because I'm on a couple of those songs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's enough to keep me busy. That's amazing. Oh, well, and, and check yeah. out Meaty as well. Meaty is um, the original project for Megan. Um, and I'm on a couple of those songs that are, that have come out and some more ones that are coming out too. And like, I, um, they're really, they're all really fun songs to play on. And I'm very proud of what we did. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the one, the only Mitch Cordingly mm-hmm. on the Off, Off Cuts podcast today. Again, thank you so much for your time. It has been a pleasure to have you on and really get into the mind of one of the great local artists up in uh, up in Newcastle. Oh, you're too kind, man. My ops. Oh, you're too kind, mate. After what we've heard today, it's I'm not I'm not just trying to just bump you up, man. I'm not I'm not bullcrapping out of my mouth. I'm I, I really admire the the talent, the hustle, and just the pure authenticity of of you, you, the music that you produce and just the dream. You're living the dream. And 
it's it's just amazing to see um, you know more unsung heroes like yourself. I guess to kind of stick it to that that heckler who asked you to play Guns and Roses, do you reckon you can give us a little something just to 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 fade us out at the end of today's episode? I won't do Guns and Roses, but I'll do what I normally do at gigs. This is Mitch on the radio. It's your boy Willie G, signing off. Peace.